A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts threw all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello, Hello babies. babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. <laughs> this is our show. Don't forget about it. <laughs> We're here to remind you. Yeah. <laughs> of our show. Just your bi-weekly reminder. Yeah. You ought to know, because you're listening to it right now. Mm, How have good you been, job. Lisa? Thank Ugh. you very much. Thank you. I've been I've been stressed the last few weeks, but um, mostly because Junie has been having health issues and it's been upsetting. She had to go. Oh, to the, she had to go to the hospital again. Um, the hospital. <laughs> the hospital. Um, she's doing okay. She's uh, she's sort of feral since she's gotten back, which is always the case. She's just like, I, how does I'm, that manifest? She's just like, I'm all horse, no brain. Um, <laughs> We also moved to a new barn. It's like a private backyard barn, which is nice because now we have more control over her like feeding situation, mm. which is very specific now. Um, but uh, I tried to like take her for a walk yesterday for the first time off property and she had a panic attack. <laughs> she like had an agoraphobic like where are my friends fit and she started oh, no. just like trotting around me in increasingly fast circles while screaming. <laughs> and I was like trying to control her but she's 900 pounds so the bridge oh, was going to rip my arm off. Oh no. What does um, a horse scream sound like by the way? <laughs> like that just constantly. Wait, do that again. I, it's like cutting out your microphone when you do it because I think it's too terrifying Here, of a sound. Let me try it further away. Nope. No? It's cutting out? It's cutting out. It's so weird. It's probably it just, on your recording. So I'll just have to listen to the podcast. Oh my God. It just won't do it. Won't, it can't <laughs> handle it. It was very loud. It was like ear piercing. Oh, wow. Just like a frantic horse whinny. It's very cute. Um <laughs> And scary, and it hurts my ears when she does it. She's like her her whole body expands like a bellows, and then she just makes this oh, noise wow. that's like half nostril, half like throat. Finally, this lady like walked up with her like calm older gelding, and I let the horses like huff at each other for a while, and it calmed Junie down enough that I was able to like get her back. But ooh, harrowing. Oh, wow. <laughs> that that's so scary. Yeah, it's just I can't like relax when an animal in my life is upset is sick or upset oh god it's the most upsetting thing yeah because you're just like i'm so responsible for you getting the attention that you need for this and yeah and you can't speak (laughs) and she doesn't live with me so i all the hours of the day that i'm not with her i'm worried about her and i'm just like trying to solve this problem and i'm on like um, she has like esophagus problems, so I'm on this Facebook group called like Mega Esophagus Support Group for like. <laughs> <laughs> Is, should we rename our podcast that Mega Esophagus? <laughs> which sounds awesome, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds much cooler than it is, um, but it's just. It this sounds m- like a, a support group for very specific superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Or for like people who can really deep throat a dick. <laughs> Um, but it's for horse owners with this specific problem. And actually, most of them are Frisians, which is 
uh, Martha's kind of horse. And so I'm very curious if any oh, yeah. of Martha Stewart's horses have this issue. I noticed yeah, that I she... I have no doubt that she would post about it if so. Actually, that's true. She would probably be really upfront about that. She would not try to hide it. Um, so maybe they don't, yeah. but they are prone to it. Um, but I think she's she's doing okay. So how are you? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> My esophagus is not mega. <laughs> It's just normal right now, I guess. Mine too. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. What's happening? Is anything happening in my life? Oh, I have a caterpillar update. Oh, hell yeah. So I do think that when we left it, I was like, I don't know. If I'm not going to use the enclosure. I'm just going to let all my caterpillars get eaten or what? I don't know. I That's decided so hard. to get the enclosure back out. <laughs> because for a number of reasons. Number one, because um, I read more about responsible monarch rearing and most of the like California fish and wildlife, you know, uh, decrees that you're not supposed to raise them in captivity. Those are mostly targeted at people who are doing like hundreds and thousands of them, which yeah. is actually a lot of people. Yeah. But if you rear one like on its own, there's very little harm that can be done because it's less likely to spread disease and uh it's just not as big of a deal so yeah you're just I making like, one <laughs> yeah one I'm butterfly one one survive yeah and so um that's the harm that's yeah that's uh that's what i decided to do and i'm i'm happy to say that it uh has entered the chrysalis stage about a week ago hell yeah so i thought um, you were worried about this specific caterpillar because of something to do with the markings on it oh yeah i was worried that it was diseased too because the markings looked a little weird and i posted about that online in a few places and i got really mixed reactions some people were like you gotta kill it it's sick <laughs> dang and then other people were like this is just like a normal genetic variation but i realized a lot of the people i was asking for advice are the people who rear them irresponsibly oh. but someone who um has also who one of the people who was like it it's probably diseased and you might want to kill it was like look if you're not sure and you don't have any other caterpillars nearby, and you're comfortable with this, maybe you should use this as a learning experience and, like, l see what happens. Because if it's sick, you can contain it before it spreads, but it would help you to identify sick ones in the future if you wait and see if it's healthy or not. Mm. And so, because I would be able to tell when it comes out of the chrysalis if it was, like, fucked up. <laughs> um, like, what would it, I'm just imagining, like, a really fucked up butterfly who's like, <laughs> I mean, Kind of, yeah. Uh, so what happens is, like, there's a very common bacterial infection called OE that uh, afflicts butterflies. And part of the reason why um, I'm such a zealot about um, native milkweed versus tropical milkweed is that um, tropical milkweed is responsible for butterflies catching this bacterial infection oh, because interesting. it uh, doesn't die back in the winter and like it can harbor like moisture and, you know, the, the infection itself can grow. And it's just like, I'm not a scientist, 
Look, I know I've said many times on this show that I am a scientist. And I know you, you usually open the show by saying, to be honest, I'm Emily Heller and I'm it. a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by every other time I've said it. It was true then. It's not true now. Um, <laughs> but in a few minutes, is, it'll be true like, again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tropical milkweed can contribute to monarchs catching this this infection called OE, which um, one of the effects, it's called <laughs> butterfly black death. And, uh, one of the butterfly effects black has, death. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the plague, um, it, it can m- kind of make them turn black. And it also, <sighs> when they emerge from the, c- the chrysalis, um, their wings are really stunted. Um. Like they're, they're crumpled up and they just never uncrumple. Oh, so sad. And they're not fully grown. Yeah, it's really messed up and you have to kill them. <laughs> oh. it, the best thing to do is to put them in a Ziploc bag and then I think put it in the freezer <gasps> and then throw it away. Ah. Yeah, it's <sighs> nature is metal. <laughs> nature is so metal. <laughs> um, but I decided to start growing a bunch more native milkweed plants because the other thing that has happened, and I think I talked about this on the podcast, is that, like, I have just been noticing so much tropical milkweed around my neighborhood. Yeah. And I've started talking to random people about it and being really annoying and weird. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's turned me into a very weird bug person. Um, but so I decided, I was like, I have a bunch of these seeds that I started my plants from. I didn't start any more plants for myself because I feel like I have enough right now. But I was like, I should just start a bunch of plants because it, that's the the most gardening I'm capable of right now with our space being used for this construction site. And then I can offer them to my neighbors to plant in their gardens and then it'll be good. And so I'm doing that and that feels good. And they just started sprouting the new ones that I planted. So I'm excited. Amazing. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My client climate anxiety is at like an eight or nine right now. Yeah. And it has been for like about a month. Oh, yeah. And so that's a lot to deal with. It's a lot. It's, um, yeah, that's rough on top of everything else. I'm glad that like I'm seeing um, more and more restrictions on like people being allowed to like water their lawns. Um, yes. Like, like I saw like a brand new house go up in Burbank and they put in a brand new grass lawn and they were just sprinkling it during the hottest part of the day and i was so filled with rage so let me at him let me at him (laughs) i know i just i wanted to kill like i don't i how could you think that that's acceptable just like put in a native drought tolerant thing what the hell are you thinking you had a decision to make here There's also a bunch of like drought tolerant plants that look like a lawn but aren't a lawn that you yeah. can do. It's so easy. There's like actually you can get astroturf now that looks really good and is like really natural looking and soft and I don't know. There's yeah. just so many other things they could I have also, done there. I'm not super into astroturf personally. Mm-hmm. Why is it is it plastic? Is that why? Uh no. The issue with astroturf is the best thing you can do for water conservation is actually to have a garden. Mm, yeah. Because uh, otherwise the soil that's underneath the AstroTurf will get dried out and compacted. Oh. And it means that when it does rain, the water will 
run off and carry a bunch of trash and poison to the ocean. Oh, good call. And okay. So, I rescind yeah. my recommendation for AstroTurf. I, I do think it's like it's maybe better than it's better than grass because you're not using as water. much water. But yeah. like soil should be like loose and aerated and alive and so that the water can go through it to the ground. And obviously this is mostly just true for Southern California and other climates like that. But like you know, that's what I'm focused on because it's where we live. <laughs> um, this is truly the thing that I can't n- not talk about. <laughs> I have yeah. to talk about it. I mean, it's it's important. I love that yeah. last week you said we've entered our crank phase. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And people just have to deal. I mean, it really, there has been a shift <laughs> as I've aged yeah. where I'm just like, this is my opinion. And... <laughs> I'm not changing it. I I will not move. I will not accommodate. <laughs> it's important. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. I like walk around. I note all of the gardens that do not meet up my approval. <laughs> it's great. I I judge. I make note. I make lists of enemies. I, I don't know. What have you been cranky about? Oh, I just like. Just a lot of things. I mean, this is only slightly related but I just noted like you know Adam and I are both on like committees now that feels like a <laughs> that feels like a significant change in our life like three years ago I could not imagine and now yes um yeah, yeah I don't know and that involves being like opinionated and arguing with people and um stating your beliefs uh <laughs> yeah that's true <sighs> yeah um and I'm always just cranky about covid too also that yeah Mm -hmm. definitely definitely a big crank about that Mm -hmm. i i like went to an event a couple weeks ago and i like wore a mask and it was outside and stuff and i felt like multiple people were like oh wow you're out (laughs) and i was just like cool all of my worst fears about everyone hanging out without me and talking about me (laughs) while i'm not there has been happening. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's true. Maybe they just hadn't seen you in a while and were commenting on that. I don't know. <laughs> Some people were like, is this your first thing? <laughs> God like, damn it. Fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, I did appreciate this, but like, you know, there were a couple other people that I knew who were like wearing masks there mm-hmm. and they had like a baby. Um, and they were like, I knew of everyone here that you would be wearing a mask. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) I mean. I love when people wear masks. It makes me feel less weird for wearing a mask. I, um, I've been having to go to a few things lately. Like I went to a wedding and I went to Comic-Con, which like the panel itself was super safe. Like every, every audience member had to be masked, which I appreciated. But like, the train down there, nobody was masked. None of the like press rooms or green rooms I had to be yeah. in. <laughs> the hotel areas, the lobbies, like nobody, nobody was masked at all. It's so weird. Um, yeah, and it's just like I didn't want to opt into that. But uh Comic Con itself was really fun. Um, oh yeah. How was that? You did a Tuka and Birdie panel. Yeah, it was great. I got to do it with Tiffany and Nicole Byer and Sashir and um it was fun. It was like hours and hours of doing like press and photos and stuff, and which I normally don't really enjoy, but I'm glad it was with them because they're all super funny and I love them. That's great. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like just like a fun hang. Definitely. 
Yeah. Um, just like marveling at how weird everything was there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was cool. Um, right now I'm playing the do I have allergies or is it COVID game for like the oh, God. six millionth time. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's like the past two weeks. I've taken so many unnecessary COVID tests that we like. Me too. <laughs> I know I've run out and the government won't give me more. They're like, you've hit your max. <laughs> Oh no! Like, oh no! I have to start paying for them. That doesn't seem fair. Um, I am going to the Emmys this year. Ooh! And it's inside, and I'm like, uh. I'm, I'm mad about it. But they are going to send me some free COVID tests from because you have. They're requiring everyone do like a PCR within a couple days of it. That's good. And I'm like, okay, how are they actually going to enforce that? Because I feel like <laughs> if, you know, some fucking, <laughs> fucking Jason Sudeikis shows up without his thing, they're not going to turn gonna him turn away, away at the door. Jason you know? Sudeikis is going to super spread it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's will be the legacy of Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he will lasso you all into having COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like a worthwhile event to attend, though. That seems really fun. Have you decided what you're going to wear? Um, I'm working with a stylist, so Ooh. I have not decided, but I'm going to let her do some, like, you know, discovery stuff, and we've talked about what I want, and I'm, you know, working on a potential gag that's not going to be that, you know, big of a deal or cool, but I do think I have something that I want to do that's a little funny. Mm, I want to ask you about um, what it's like to work with a stylist. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. I mean, so far we've just had like a phone call and I've we've texted a bit, but um mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how it all comes together. Nice. Um I had one experience working with a stylist um and I wasn't the best cuz like I told them my size and everything and then everything they brought was completely the wrong size. Oh no. Like the shoes were like way too big and everything was just like, why? I told you my size. What happened? That's terrible. I can't wear any of this. I'm so glad I brought my own jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. One time I, and this is just the most champagne problems, I was in a magazine. Mm. I think it was, was it Vogue? No. It was, there was some, some women's magazine was doing like a women in comedy spread mm-hmm. and I got to be in it and they were like, you don't need to bring anything. We will have wardrobe there. And that was not true. Oh, my God. That was not true at all. I showed up and was like, didn't have anything. And everyone else had brought their own stuff. And it was like me and like, you know, 13, 14 other women. And I was like late. I had like lied to get out of work to go. Mm-hmm. And um, uh. Uh, they ended up having to like cut a t-shirt in half to fit it on my body and it was just open in the back. Oh my it was god. Just like a plain black t-shirt and I was like I could have worn something cool if I had known and it's like so fucked up. I was so upset. And then uh you know, this wasn't their fault I don't think, but like no one told me about the like party to celebrate the issue of the magazine so i didn't even get to go to the party and get like a second chance like i was it was just a i was being such a cranky little bitch that day i was so but i get it though because that's like someone had a job to do and they didn't do it yeah Mm. and it was it was upsetting and yeah anyway well we should probably uh do a segment (laughs) i suppose so 
Um, all right, let's do Trench Chat. Let's do Trench Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben Chatch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine full moon, and we're chatting about chunch and chunch. So I have no new Ben Chunch news, um, but uh, Martha had another um, sort of traumatic, uh, sad update about <laughs> her animals. Oh my God, um, yeah. This happened while she was launching her new restaurant in Vegas. Um, the, she posted a picture or a, a video of one of her beautiful peacocks. And the caption is, <laughs> R.I.P. Beautiful Blue Boy. The coyotes came in broad daylight and devoured him and five others, including the magnificent white boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry to laugh. Uh, any solutions for getting rid of six large and aggressive coyotes who have expensive tastes when it comes to poultry? <laughs> we are no longer allowing the peafowl out of their yard. We are enclosing the top of their large yard with wire fencing, etc. And by the way, I do not have any idea how the Marvin Gaye music found its way to this sad post, but when Blue Boy was alive, it would have been perfectly appropriate. And the video is indeed um, set to Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. No! No! I love that she's like, I can't take the music off, but I'm not going to take it down and repost. I just am going to live with this. And in no. fact, it's appropriate. And Blue Boy would have loved it. <laughs> no. Wait, so who died? Blue Boy or White Boy? Did Blue, they both die? Blue Boy and White Boy. Wow. Um, they should have had, she should have had play that funky music White Boy playing. Yeah. <laughs> so Blue Boy was clearly her favorite, but he died, including five others. Um, wow. Which also included White Boy. I want to know, I desperately want to know the names of the other peacocks, if they had names. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's really sad. It's very sad. But it is also a little bit funny. It's a little bit funny. Look, coyotes deserve to eat as much as any other animal does. And it's really funny that it's like, they're just like wandering around scavenging and then they find a peacock. It is a very expensive taste. It's sort of like, yeah. you know... You're on a camping trip, you run out of food, and then you come upon just like a a tub of caviar. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't I can't imagine that eating a peacock would be like worth the meat. You know what I mean? Like do you think yeah. that meat, like it's just so much feather? To I get imagine through. it tastes like whatever pheasant tastes like, which is kind of like a gamey, like mm. gamey poultry taste. Yeah. Um, and it's not like that beautiful feathering is going to come through in the flavor in any way. Like it's. No. That's all. That's all looks, baby. That's superficial stuff. Yeah. Um, um, they're probably well, delicious. I don't know. It That is one of the most hilarious Martha Stewart posts I've ever seen. It's really good. Thank you to everyone who sent it to me. You n- knew what to do. You sent it to the right place. <laughs> um. But that post and her being like they were viciously ripped to shreds, but is why I, why I felt <laughs> confident that if they had mega esophagus, she would post that about. Yeah, I mean, I wondered because at one point I did criticize the fact that she hung her hay nets like above the horses instead of you know because usually horses they graze so they drop their heads to eat, but she hangs right. the hay nets up high. But that is something you do when your horse maybe has mega esophagus because it helps the food go down the throat. 
So I wondered if maybe she did that just because they're Frisians and they are so prone to this thing. Um, but who knows? Interesting. Should I do that for myself? Do you yes. think that would help if I ate from above? Yes, you should hang a bag of scrambled eggs up high <laughs> in your kitchen and let it and just like slide down your in gullet. one of those like hamster things and just sort of hope that it gets around the little like wheel and the oh the little ball like you're just sucking ball it out of it. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to make the scrambled eggs liquidy enough that it'll slide through that thing i did have the thought <laughs> that like i mean <laughs> i am at one of those like lulls in my um sort of self-care or like healthy mm. habits where i do start projecting onto purchases like they're going to fix my entire life like i'm like what i really need what would solve all my problems is i just need a good smartwatch so that I can then leave my phone in the other room and I won't look at it in the morning and then I'll get up earlier and then I'll have more of my day and like then I just never buy a smartwatch and I never do that yeah um (laughs) but then the most recent one is that I and so I'm just I'm just trying to explain why I was thinking if I should eat like that (laughs) it's just like that's just how I'm thinking right now and I just I was like I just bought a new water bottle lid that I'm like this is going to change my life (laughs) <laughs> because now I can bring a water bottle on my dog walks and be able to drink it with one hand. And I couldn't do that before. And so I was just like every morning not drinking as much water as I could. And mm-hmm. so now now this is going to change everything. Like talk to me in two weeks. I'm going to be a completely different person. Is what I think I'm you saying. might be. I mean, one of the best self-care objects I ever bought, <laughs> if we're going uh-huh. full, like just spending money to solve our problems, uh, right. was my Hydro Flask that has like a sippy top. Yes. And it something about the sippy top and drinking water like a baby makes me drink so much more water. Because <laughs> it just makes it more fun and comforting. And like yeah. normally drinking water is so boring. Like I cannot stand just drinking water out of a glass. I won't do it. I know. I need it's that sippy that lid. Straws are like the climate enemy now because it's like if I had just like a silly straw, who knows how much more I'd accomplish in my life because I'd be drinking so much more water. I know. These sippy lids, they come with like a straw that you can just stick in the dishwasher. So it's kind of lasts forever. They're great. That's great. Um, I still don't drink enough water, but this helps. I I don't either and nor will I. I'll never drink enough. That's my promise. (laughs) I'll drink more than I'm drinking now, but it will never be the right amount. (laughs) You sounded like a politician just then. And I was like, I will vote for you. She tells it like it is. She's honest. That's the guarantee. That concludes Chunch Chat. We will be right back with one on fun. All right. It's one on fun time, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? It it really is. Okay. Time. Okay. Okay. Lisa. Mhm. Have you ever like gotten rid of something when you were like purging your house of extra clutter that you've regretted getting rid of? Hmm. <clears throat> I'm I can't say yet. I, I have been sort of in that mode lately, and I am starting to worry that I maybe went overboard because I got rid of, like, a lot of comic books and art books. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, am I going to regret that? But I probably won't. 
because they were like in a box for years and I never thought about them. And so then when I opened the box, I was like, yeah, I don't. So I just got rid of them. Um, yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom got rid of this like hand puppet. There was a shark. And I still think about her. Oh, <laughs> I think about that yeah. shark. I'm so <laughs> sad she got rid of it. I don't know what it was about it. I loved it. Oh, no. My parents also like got rid of our trampoline once without asking us. That feels like probably it was a good idea, though. I know it was because I busted my ankle twice in one month. <laughs> Aren't trampolines like the most dangerous thing you can have in your house? Yeah, I I twisted my ankle twice in one month and then they just they had a panic. You know, they were like, wait, some other kids parents could sue us if their kid gets hurt. Yeah, this thing. Let's get rid of it. I'm still <sighs> sad. So good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. TBD. Whether okay. I'm going to regret my purge. Um, Emily. Yes. What's something you've been a real Karen about lately? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we already talked about me confronting my neighbor about the fact that there are. <laughs> I mean, I guess I didn't I didn't really say anything about. Oh, no. Yeah, I did say that it was the wrong kind of tropical milkweed. Or, uh, but uh, <laughs> what else have I been a real Karen about? lately well i want to know um, how your neighbor responded to that were they like oh okay she feigned like, interest yeah 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 um uh <laughs> i don't know i mean i've had to like i mean i'm on the verge of asking for the manager i mm. i bought a somewhat expensive office chair because, mm-hmm. again, I make purchases that I assume will fix all my problems. Yeah. The real problem is my tits are too big, but I think a chair is going <laughs> to fix my back. Um, and you need a little chair for you need a little chair for each tit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I really need. There need to be straps attached to the back of this chair that come around and hoist them. Is there a bra that just like, attaches to two little like mid-century modern? Chairs. I guess that would honestly really help my posture. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe is, like an Acapulco chair for your tits. <laughs> I bought it from like a third-party dealer from some website that mm. was like, you know, you know, chairbrain.com, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I have noticed over the past little over a year that I've had the chair that like I'm finding random screws around my office and I don't know where they're coming from. I'm assuming they're coming from the chair, but the chair (laughs) seems to be functioning okay. But so I don't know. But then it started to like get loose in certain things and certain functions don't seem to be working. And I turned it over and there's like a bunch of fucking screws missing. And they're in places that I cannot replace them. They're like underneath. I would have to disassemble the whole chair, which requires tools I don't have and skills I definitely don't have. And I went to the website where I bought it from, and it says that unless otherwise stated, all of their chairs are covered by a 12-year warranty. Oh, okay. And I was like, great, okay, I will email them and I will explain the situation, which is that, like, there's something wrong with my chair. I'm not a chair expert, so I don't know exactly what, but it's been losing screws and I can see screws are missing. I don't know the extent of the damage. I don't know what needs to be done, but I know I can't fix it. And... It, that thing happened where as an email chain progresses, the emails from the company are signed by different people. 
So I'm not having a conversation with one person. And like <sighs> the most recent email I got is someone saying like, we're willing to replace the screws that fell out. And okay. I'm like, I don't need you to send me fucking 10 cent screws. No. I don't know where the screws go. I don't know how to put them back in. I need a professional to fix the chair. And I've said that so many fucking times that it's like, I'm I'm going to just have to start calling them and calling them and calling them until I can talk to someone. But I have a feeling they're not. And I was like, no, I need the chair professionally re- repaired. And they were like, we can't do that. And I was like, why? And they didn't write back. This is the problem with like online shopping is that it's probably just like drop shipped from God knows where. And there's no like local yeah. person who knows anything about it and can like, fix it or like you know yeah but that's how everything is now so oh that sucks it sucks and i'm like i don't know how wrong the chair is you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah. like i don't know what what is currently happening with this chair and so that is i think the most karen-y i've felt lately is that i'm like i'm gonna have to call this fucking company and tell them to fix my chair even though i don't really know what's wrong with it there should be like a local furniture repair place you can take it to and they should cover the bill. Yeah. That would be one solution. That would be one solution. I have tried to find local furniture repair and that's also hard to search for for some reason. It is hard. I got a suitcase recently from like Travel Pro and it's uh, totally like guaranteed, you know, and the zipper broke. And so they had me yeah. take it to a, a local luggage repair place and then they covered the bill. But then the next trip I took, the same zipper broke again. I'm like, do I have to take it to this place like every time? It's just. Oh, man. I thought these zippers were like bust proof. What's happening? (laughs) I should (sighs) be able to bust on this suitcase. Yeah. (laughs) It should be proofed against that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, that was a great answer. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I'm glad I got to vent about that because no, I loved it. There's a I've lot been of really, I've been really lonely in this. <laughs> There's a lot of shady, a lot of shady chair companies online. Yeah. I noticed. I've been trying to buy a chair, and there's a lot of things where I'm like, is this real or is this a knockoff or what is this? What's happening? What's ha- what yeah. are you? And then I try to find online reviews, and then it's like the company like will have like five different names that all like redirect to different websites but it's oh, the same company no, and i'm just like i, I don't that. i don't know what, what this, this is, is bullshit this yeah. is a scam yeah. yeah it seems like a scam have what uh yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of scamming going on i've noticed <laughs> this quite a bit yeah oh man <laughs> um all right well that concludes one on fun we will be right back with wiki of the week Hey, it's John Moe, host of Depression Mode, a podcast about people's mental health journeys. Guess who we got? Guess who? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. I look at life now as the game of guess who, which is simply the process of elimination. I know what I don't like. That's how I found out who I am. Jamie Lee Curtis on addiction, show business, and fooling people, all on Depression Mode from Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called Back to Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. 
No, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know, it sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. (laughs) Come for the games and stay for the chaos. This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Hot Dog, Hot Dogs. Hot Dogs? Hot Dogs. Delicious. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, just as a quick future endorse horse before we get started, I'm so excited for Jamie Loftus's hot dog book. Oh, yeah. And the name of it is Raw Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so perfect. And it's a book about hot dogs? Uh, yeah, it's about like the history of hot dogs about hot dog eating contests it's just like a a it's a book about hot dogs this is great because i have a book called hot dog taste test but it's not actually about hot dogs so i'm glad that (laughs) someone's making one that actually contains more hot dog content and yeah she has like you know um I've read tiny, tiny snippets of it just from, like, things she's posted, and it looks like it's going to be so funny. I'm so excited. Um, everything everything she does is so great. Everything she does is so great and smart. Um, okay. Uh, anyway, this Wikipedia page was sent to us by Hot Dogs, <laughs> and it is the Wikipedia page for Polari. Polari. What's that? From Italian, parlare, to talk, is a form of slang or cant used in Britain and Ireland by some actors, circus, and fairground showmen, professional wrestlers, merchant navy sailors, criminals, sex workers, and the gay subculture. There is some debate about its origins, but it can be traced back to at least the 19th century and possibly as far as the 16th century. There is a long-standing connection with Punch and Judy street puppet performers who traditionally used polari to converse. Alternate spellings include parlar, parlari, parlare, parlari, and parlari. That probably wasn't, <laughs> can't come across audibly, but they were all spelled differently, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, so description. Polari is a mixture of romance, Italian or Mediterranean lingua franca, Romani, rhyming slang, sailor slang, and thieves cant. Later, it expanded to contain words from the Yiddish language and from 1960s drug subculture slang. It was a constantly developing form of language with a small core lexicon of about 20 words, including bona, good, ajax, nearby, eek, face, cod, bad in the sense of tacky or vile, naff, bad in the sense of drab or dull, though borrowed into mainstream British English with a sense of aforementioned cod, uh, laddie, room, house, flat, room to let, <laughs> nanty, means not or no, ami, man, palone, woman, ria, hair, Zush or zhuzh. Oh, smart enough for stylized. Oh, I love zhuzh. That's such a great name. Yeah. I've seen it spelled so many different ways. Yeah. Um, TBH means to be had or sexually accessible. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Um, trade means sex, vada, C, and over 500 other lesser known words. 
According to a Channel 4 TV documentary, there was once in London an East End version which stressed Cockney rhyming slang and a West End version which stressed theatrical and classical influences. There was some interchange between the two. Ooh, this is so fascinating. I love just underground languages, and it's so interesting that the world has just sort of globalized and the internet has made these things sort of, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's either killed them or made them unnecessary or it's diluted them in a way. I don't know. Um, Usage. From the 19th century on, Polari was used in London fish markets, the theater, fairgrounds, and circuses, hence the many borrowings from Romani. Um, As many homosexual men worked in theatrical entertainment, it was also used among the gay subculture at a time when homosexual activity was illegal to disguise homosexuals from hostile outsiders and undercover policemen. It was also used extensively in the British Merchant Navy, where many gay men joined ocean liners and cruise ships as waiters, stewards, and entertainers. That's so interesting. Uh, William Shakespeare used the term bona, which means good or attractive, in Henry the... Fourth. Fourth. (laughs) Thank you. Part two. (laughs) Part of the expression bona roba, a lady wearing an attractive outfit. However, there is little written evidence of Polari before the 1890s, according to Peter Gilver, associate editor of the Oxford English Dictionary. The dictionary's entry for Roser, policeman, for example, includes this quote from an 1893 book, P.H. Uh, Emerson Signor Lupo, burnt cork artiste. <laughs> if the Rosers was to see him in Bona Clobber, they'd take him for a gun, which means if the police were to see him dressed in this fine manner, they would know that he's a thief. <laughs> the almost identical Parliari has been spoken in fairgrounds since at least the 17th century and continues to be used by show travelers in England and Scotland. As theatrical booths, circus acts, and menageries were once a common part of European fairs, it is likely that the roots of Polari Parliari lie in the period before both theater and circus became independent of the fairgrounds. The Parliari spoken on fairgrounds tends to borrow much from much more from Romani as well as other languages and argots spoken by traveling people such as thieves cant and backslang. Parliari. I just to say it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Henry Mayhew gave a verbatim account of Polari as part of an interview with a Punch and Judy showman in the 1850s. The discussion he recorded references the arrival of Punch in England, crediting these early shows to a performer from Italy called Porcini. John Payne Collier's account calls him a Porcini, a literal rendering of the Italian pronunciation. Okay. Uh, Mayhew provides the following. Punch talk. Bonaparo means language, name of powder. Here, I'll let you read the rest of this. <laughs> Yut munjari, no food. Yut lente, no bed. Yute bivari, no drink. I've yut munjari and yut bivari, and what's worse, yut lente. This is better than the coster's talk, because that ain't no slang and all. And this is broken Italian, and much higher than the coster's lingo. We know what o'clock is, besides. What o'clock it is, besides. I don't understand a, a word of that. <laughs> <laughs> we know what o'clock it is. Yeah. <laughs> There are additional counts of particular words that relate to puppet performance. Slumeries, figures, frames, scenes, properties, slum, call or unknown tongue. I mean, this is so it's so confusing. Yeah. Um, I think we should do decline and then we should just jump into the, uh, the, the glossary. Sounds good. Okay. Decline. Decline. Polari had begun to fall into disuse amongst the gay subculture by the late 1960s. The popularity of Julian and Sandy, played by Hugh Paddock and Kenneth Williams, introduced in the radio program Round the Horn in the 1960s, (laughs) ensured that some of the secret language became public knowledge. 
The need for a secret subculture code declined with the partial decriminalization of adult homosexual acts in England and Wales under the Sexual Offenses Act, 1967. Wow. Okay. Let's go to, so there's a glossary for the numbers. I'm not interested in that. Let's talk about the words or phrases that may derive from Polari. This is an incomplete list. Okay. All right. ACDC or BB means bisexual. Uh, BB. That's so cute. Yeah. BB. Um, or maybe it's pronounced bye-bye. It's spelled B-I-B-I. Uh, maybe bye-bye. I, either yeah. way, I think Twitter users should adopt this. Um, yeah. Ajax. Nearby, shortened form of adjacent to. I like that. Mm-hmm. Alamo, they're attractive via the acronym LMO, meaning lick me out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so funny. Arva means to have sex from the Italian chivare to screw. <laughs> chivare. Aunt Nell means listen. Whereas Aunt Nell's means ears. Okay. Aunt Nelly fakes are earrings. A Barney is a fight. Bat, bats or baits are shoes. I wonder why. Yeah. Um, a bevy is a drink. Yeah, we Do know we that. Of a beverage. Yeah, we, we knew that one. We yeah. Know this one. Bitch, effeminate or passive gay man. Mm-hmm. Huh. A bijou is small or little from French. Okay. Uh, bitain is whore from French poutine. Blag is pickup. Bold is homosexual. Bona means good. Bona noche, good night. <laughs> right, that makes sense. Butch, mm-hmm. masculine, masculine lesbian. Interesting. Okay. This one, yes. Yes, I'm familiar. Bouvert is a drink, something drinkable. Yeah. Cackle is talk or gossip. Ah, uh, what's the cackle? Yeah. <laughs> you want to go cackle? <laughs> Always. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, camp means effeminate, possibly from Italian campere, to exaggerate or make stand out, or possibly from the phrase camp follower, those itinerants who followed behind the men in uniform, highly decorative dress. That's so interesting. High okay. camp. That's, camp is such a complicated word and thing in culture. Okay. Highly misinterpreted uh, at the Met Gala. <laughs> yes, extremely. <laughs> Capello, capella, capelli, capella are all mean hat. A carsey, a carsey, or a catsy is the toilet. <laughs> I want an explanation for that. Why isn't there one? Okay. Why? A cartes is a penis from Italian for caso. Cats are trousers. <laughs> charper is to search or to look from Italian acciapare to catch. A charpering ami is a policeman. Charver is sexual intercourse. Ew. <laughs> Charver. <laughs> It's just this unsexy word. I want to charve. Yeah. Oh, I want to charve. Um, <laughs> a chicken is a young man. <laughs> a cleavy is a vagina. No. <laughs> no. Bad. Uh, clobber is clothes. Cod is bad. Horibungus is a backside or a posterior. <laughs> That's great. We should bring that one back. Yeah. A cottage is a public lavatory used for sexual encounters. Um, cottag- um, cottaging is seeking or obtaining sexual encounters in public lavatories. Are we going to do this whole list? Pretty long. I mean, it is pretty long. Okay, we can skip some. Um, <laughs> dish is buttocks. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, eek is face, abbreviation of ecaf, which is eek. also face. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fantabulosa means fabulous. <laughs> I like that. Farting crackers is trousers. That's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> Flowery means lodgings or accommodations. Fogus is tobacco. A funt is a pound <laughs> in Yiddish. Yeah. I like that. Um, hoofer is dancer. That's like a common one that we know. Jubes are breasts. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> sure. Sure. They're jiggle tubes. Yeah. <laughs> Jubes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Okay. Um, lallies are legs. And so... Sometimes also knees, as in get down on your lallies. And so lally tappers are feet. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but lepers are fingers. <laughs> Mangiare is food, like from the Italian mangiare. Oh, manky. I've heard that. It means worthless manky. or dirty. From Italian mancare to be lacking. Yeah. Manky. Manky. Where have we heard that before? I don't know. It sounds familiar, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds really familiar. God, people are probably just screaming because it's something really obvious. I know. Oh, mashugana. Yeah. I know that one. Nutty, oh, crazy, yeah. or mental from Yiddish, mashuga, in turn from Hebrew. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> mollying involved in the act of sex. Hmm. That means something different now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Munge is darkness. Oh. Naf is awful, dull, hetero. <laughs> Oggles are eyes, and so ogle fakes are glasses. Oh, that's really funny. Um, onk is nose. Short for conk. Pots is teeth. That's really funny. Orderly daughters are police. Quangs are testicles. <laughs> Rosers policemen. A rough trade is a working class or blue collar sex partner or potential sex partner. A tough, thuggish, or potentially violent sex partner. Yikes. Yeesh. A yeah. schlumpf is a drink. There's a lot of words for drink. Yeah. Uh, and yet scotch is a leg. Mm, but a scotch egg is a leg. But a scotch it's, egg is also a delicious treat. Yeah. What's, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> shush is to steal, and shush bag is a hold all. Hmm. Stimps are legs, and stimp covers are stockings or hosiery. There's like six different words for wig. <laughs> yeah. uh, like a shiker or a switch. Um, a a Todd. Todd means alone. Hmm. Tootsie Todd trade is sex between two passive homosexuals, as in I don't do tootsie trade. Hmm. <laughs> Troll means to walk about, especially looking for trade. All right. <laughs> um, Vogue is cigarette. Vogueress. Is that what Vogue magazine is ma named after? <laughs> no. Vogueress is a female smoker. Okay. Uh, wallop is to dance. Willets are breasts. <laughs> Along with jupes, I guess. Yeah. Ute is no none. Use or eyes. Hmm. And then judge is to, you know, we know what judge means. To style hair, tart up, mince. I love Zhuzhi. is showy. I love it. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> Are you going to incorporate any of these into your regular speech? I don't know. It would I, seem like an affectation. 
I like bye bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people might not like that. Um, Corey, yeah. Corey Bungus. Just yeah, kind of drop I, that I think in. Corey Bungus. I think Ajax is good. Ajax is is the one that seems like the most sort of useful. But then nobody will know what you mean. Because yeah, you'll be true. like, oh, the one Ajax, the other one. Because it means nearby. And I could just be like, you can get people to understand it with context clues. Because you could be like, oh, yeah, it's like really close by. It's just like Ajax to the coffee shop. Yeah. Or just, you know, park park Ajax, that tree over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you very much for sending this. That concludes Wiki of the Week. Very good. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? I learned, um, once again, that it's very important to use uh, native milkweed instead of tropical milkweed. (laughs) Unless you live in an area where tropical milkweed is native. Yeah. Do you live in the tropics? Then disregard. Um, what did you learn? I learned that Junie has mega esophagus. Yeah, she has an awesome esophagus. Yeah. It sucks ass. (laughs) 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 But we're dealing with it. Um, I I have a new listener profile. Ooh, let's hear it. Hey, y'all. I just wanted to apologize. I've heard your ads for years, years, and never listened. I listened to your most recent episode, and I'm hooked. I've seen both of your work unknown to myself for years and have been a huge fan. For a 27-year-old whose only real female presence is his wife and mother, <laughs> I really enjoyed listening to you two talk about <laughs> butterflies and a mannequin that the creator for sure boned down. <laughs> what an amazing sentence. Um, anyway, I'm going to go listen to all your episodes in reverse order to really fuck myself up. Y'all have a great week, and it would be cool to hear y'all read this, but also I can imagine some jackass telling you that you guys are cool isn't something podcast-worthy. Anyways, I talk too much. I hope this makes you laugh at least. Done and done, sir. If there's one thing that new listeners need to know is that (laughs) our bar for what's podcast-worthy is not in the same place as on other podcasts. It depends on the podcast. It is lower. (laughs) It might be argued. It could be argued. Uh, have a great day. My wife also sleep talks, and besides her mentioning 65,000 orders of bologna, should just about do it. I can't remember, but we'll always keep an ear out so you can laugh with me. Again, talk too much. Have a good one. Thank you for writing in. That was a really Thank fun, you so much. very funny email. You could send new listener profiles to babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us wiki links. Uh, you can send us stories about talking in your sleep. Uh, we still like to hear those. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to send us? Yeah, um, yeah, that would be that would be nice. Yeah, we like that. Yeah, um, and you can follow us online. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws. On you should watch things. the new season of Tuca and Birdie on HBO Max. Yes, it is currently airing on HBO Max and Adult Swim. Yeah. Yay. Thanks to all of you who have been uh, tweeting about it and posting about it and letting me know what parts you like. I really like to see that. It's mm-hmm. a great season. Thanks. Um, <laughs> let's uh, shout out our producer, Rob Para. Yay. And our music maker, Nate Heller. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. 
and goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.